Once again, good morning. Good morning. How many of you suffer from or know someone who suffers from selective hearing? <laughs> you know, hearing what we want to hear instead of what is being told to us. Perhaps someone tells us to do something and we only catch part of the instructions. Yes, son, you can take the car. Just be back by 10. Okay, 1030 is fine. May, have been, may or not have been me in high school. I'm not going to say for sure. But I am bad at this, I will admit. That was me in high school. But I'm so bad at this, especially when I'm out shopping for something that my wife tells me to get. So I have a list. She tells me to grab a few things at the store. And somehow I only remember to grab the things that I wanted. Or the things she told me to grab that I really liked. Usually it's a couple or a few cans of Pringles. Or how many of you have experience with saying something multiple times to someone. And they either are not listening are not paying attention. And I think this got a lot worse with the advent of cell phones and those smartphones. Yeah, honey, okay. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> or how about if you say something, something and they hear, hear something else? Kind of like that activity we used to do as kids where you get a line of people and one person whispers something into the person next to their ear. And then that person says, supposed to say the thing that they heard and the person next to them and so on and so forth. Until you get to the last person who has to say out loud what it is they heard. And usually it's something that is a little different or completely different than what was originally said. Or how about you say something the person doesn't even realize you are talking to them. Or recognize who it is that is talking. I think this is common. We hear what we want to hear when we want to hear it. Selective hearing is definitely a phenomena that I think we all sometimes struggle with. And that selective hearing doesn't stop with our spouses or our or our family members, but it also goes, comes with God when God is talking to us. How are we at listening to God or acknowledging he is even talking to us? God has many ways in which he communicates with us. And it would be great if we had that experience of God talking or talking to God like Isaiah had. Being in the presence of him in the heavenly throne room, surrounded by cherubim and seraphim. I don't think in that situation there would be any question that God was speaking to us. However, we most likely will not or have not had this experience. Rather, God talks to us in other ways. He gets our attention in other ways. Maybe he talks to us with words. However, it is easy to write that off or ignore it. He talks to us through his creation. But again, we usually attribute that to something else. That cannot be God calling me in this moment. When listening to God, when trying to hear him, 
It is important that we put aside that selective hearing and truly tune into him. It's not just that. We may hear what God has to say. We may hear clear vision God has for us. But perhaps it is not something we like or something we are comfortable with doing. How easy is it then to be able to follow what God is telling us to do? In our Old Testament reading, we hear an example of this. What we hear this morning is the calling of Samuel. And we see a little bit of selective hearing going on in this narrative. And we hear a little bit of pushback from Samuel. Much of the early part of the first book of Samuel is Samuel's early years. First Samuel is a sequel, if you will, to Judges. In its historical context, much of the narrative of Samuel is that of the end of the period of the judges of Israel and moving to the kings. And Samuel is dealing with this transition. At the beginning of the book of Samuel, we see Samuel being trained by Eli, a high priest of Shiloh. However, as we hear today, that begins to transition. During this time, the judges, the time, during the time of the judges, the Israeli tribes, they acted independent, apart from one another. And each tribe had a tribe leader. And the major shrines had high priests. So Eli, in this story, was a very important figure. Immediately before the calling of Samuel, Eli himself received a prophecy that is similar to what Samuel is told. And what we heard, Samuel is called by God. This is Samuel's calling story. In the reading, there's both the beginning of one ministry and the end of another. We see God calling Samuel. But Samuel not recognizing who it is that is calling. He is not understanding that this is God calling out to him. He hears a voice call his name and logically thinks it is Eli. So he went to Eli and answered. Only to be told that he did not call him. Samuel was confused. He knew he heard his name called. And the only person there with him did not do the calling. So who could it be? Perhaps he was hearing things. Only God kept calling him. And the second time he called and Samuel thought that it was Eli once again who was calling him. And finally, after the third time, Eli recognized that it was the Lord that was calling Samuel. And he told Samuel what to say the next time the Lord called, because there was going to be a next time. When the Lord called Samuel, he answered in the way Eli told him. God told Samuel something that was hard for him to hear. He was told about his mentor, Eli, 
that his family had fallen out of favor with the Lord and that they will be punished. God's message to Samuel confirmed the prophecy to Eli earlier in chapter 2. Samuel was scared to relay the message to Eli. He was scared to tell Eli what God has told him as Eli was the high priest and his mentor. But Eli forced him to tell what the Lord said. And after hearing what God had said, Eli did not complain. He did not protest. He accepted the judgment of God. He accepted the change from a priestly leadership in Israel to a king leadership. In the same way, later on, Saul accepts the change to David as king. Here we have two different responses to hearing the Lord. One was Samuel's who could not recognize that the Lord was even talking to him. He was convinced that it was Eli trying to communicate with him. He went so far as to see what he wanted going to Eli three times. Then when he discovered it was the Lord, he did not want to relay that message back to Eli. He did not want to share what it is that the Lord told him. He did not want to tell Eli out of fear. And then we have Eli's response. Who was told what the Lord spoke and accepted it. He knew it was the Lord reaching out to Samuel. He knew the Lord's judgment was coming and he knew it was just. And he still told Samuel how to answer the Lord. And he still accepted that message. Good news in this is that even though Samuel did not recognize God, God stepped, or kept reaching out to him. Samuel was not able to hear God talking to him, perhaps because of his, the logic was trying to get in the way, or perhaps he wanted to rationalize, God cannot be calling me right now, it has to be something else. Yet in that moment, God still reached out to him. God still attempted to speak with him and still called him to be a great prophet. We may not understand how God is talking to us. We may not be able to hear him sometimes. But that does not mean he is not talking to us or that he will stop talking to us and calling for us. Sometimes God is just communicating in ways we do not think he would. And it is up to us to change the perspectives and how we hear God, how we experience God. To put away our filters and allow God to speak to us in his ways. And then when we do hear him, it is up to us to follow what, he is, what it is he is calling us to do. To obey him and to follow him. Samuel hesitated telling Eli what he was told out of fear. But he went ahead and told him anyway. Sometimes God tells us to do things we do not want to do. 
And it is easy to put on our blinders and, not on, and only hear those things that we want to hear and drown out those things that God is calling us to do that we don't want to do. Let us put away those blinders. Let us be open to the ways God is communicating with us. Let us be open to hearing even those things that are hard to hear. To be open to go to those places that are hard to go where the Lord is leading us. Let us be open to God without the blocks of selective hearing. And then let us go and do what God is calling us to do. God is calling each and every one of us. He has a calling for each and every one of us. He does not stop calling out to us even when we don't hear it. Let us open our ears this season and hear where it is God is calling us individually and as a church to go. And then when we hear that call, let us proudly and boldly go to those places God is calling us to go and experience the majesty that it is or that future that he's preparing us for. God is calling us. Let's listen. Amen.